We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay our respects to their elders past, present and future. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella. And I'm Dom. And this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture and everything in between. It is inclusive. Mm. It is no matter who, no matter where you are in the world. Come sit with us. Come listen. Come chat. Mm. Come engage. Hold on. It's about to get real. Turn up the music because a song just came on. Look, it is Chris Brown and I know that he's cancelled, but, like, this is the debate I have. Like, even Kanye, like, Kanye is a bit of a see you next Tuesday, but, like, I like his music. Am I not allowed to like it? Discuss. No, of, of course. Before we get into that, we have to welcome everyone to the podcast. Yes. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to Sitting With Us from Bali and Broom. Oh, wait, no, from Bali and Perth. <laughs> Bali, Bali, Broom, Broom. Double B, bitch. I know. But that's okay. You're in Perth. Perth is beautiful. Perth is beautiful. We are literally only about an hour, like, time oh, zone <laughs> difference now. But I think maybe it's, like, three hours away on a plane. Oh, really? So you're you're technically close to me. Oh, wow. It's so weird how we're, like, both travelling right now, but we're so close. And we're, like, far from home. It's so weird. We're so it's- far from home. Like, it wigs me out how big Australia is and how yeah. long it takes to get here. Like, from Broome to Perth, it takes you three hours on a plane. Wow. And then from Perth to Sydney, it's just over four hours or something. It's so Bizarre. crazy. And then and if you're in Europe, you could be, like, this. Everywhere. It's like one hour from Paris to fucking Rome or some shit yeah. on a plane. I will admit my flight here to Bali was actually pretty cruisy. Like it was a bit bumpy. Yeah, it was a bit bumpy because it was like flooding in Melbourne and then coming into Bali it was like storming. I was going to say, how did you fly out? Was it raining? Was it pissing down rain? It was delayed like an hour. Oh, delays. Yeah, it was raining and I got up I got up at 3 a.m. to get oh, fuck to the airport for 5. So you guys would have seen, like, I have moved and it was my first night in the new place, my first night getting into the bed and I had to get up at 3 a.m. So it was like, what's that saying when it's like, fuck, what is it like? Surreal? Um, <laughs> like anticlimactic. Like I was like so pumped to get into bed and like just have the night and then I was like, okay, I've got to get up in four hours. Yeah, it was an anticlimax. It's like when you fuck a guy you really like for the mm. first time and it turns out to be a dud root. Or he's got a small dick and doesn't know how to use it. Because we love small dicks. We love no, small dicks. No, we do. Dicks. We do. That's fine. But we love them. I can definitely relate to, like, wanting to fuck a hot guy that I was so into and it wasn't that good. And I, I was this oh. year. was the one person. It was I this year. I this. And I know this story. It was, like, the first thing I asked you and I was so fucking devo <laughs> for you. I was devo too. And I was like, but did you come? And you're like, no. Um, no. So I literally had tears in my eyes. It was the first guy from after Mitch and I was like, this is grim. Oh this is God. really grim. <laughs> and then it turned me off and then I didn't have sex again. Do you know what the worst thing is, though, is when they're like, you're done and it's clear that they've come and then they're like, oh, did you oh, come? Yeah. And it's like, no, I didn't because you didn't even fuck. Dude, did it look? Look, did it look like I fucking came? Did you notice any dramatic differences in my facial expressions or sounds? Like you should, I should, I don't think you should have to ask, did you come? I don't think that you, if you have to ask that, babe, I don't think you're doing something right. Yeah, that freaks me out, man. It's like, and I don't even know if I've actually really been asked that. I don't know. Th- well, for future mm. things, I mean, you don't really want to be asked it because it's a bit weird. But like, yeah. I don't know. D- have, has that happened to you guys? I'm keen to hear this because yeah. it's happened to me and I'm mm. just like, oh. Maybe when I was a lot younger when I didn't really understand like the whole orgasm thing from sex because, you know, I've told you like I don't come from just sex. So for years I didn't really understand. Yes. Am I coming? Am I, is this happening? Like what am I meant to be feeling? Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do as well with men's being a little bit like scared or a little bit un- unsure about, oh, my God, have I satisfied her? Have I not? And I think mm. it, it comes to play a lot. In that moment, because you know, like even if a guy's had like a few drinks or you know maybe another substance and he can't get it up, and then and then they're worried. I'll never forget this. Actually, this was before maths, and I can't believe it because it just feels like it was yesterday. But like so much has happened. 
just like after we kind of came out of lockdown and then you know how we went back into a lockdown? Yeah. Anyway, so I was just getting back into the dating scene and I was like putting myself out there. Met this guy. I think I met him on Hinge, one of the dating apps that I was on at the time. And we hit it off. Like we we had lots of good chat on text and then we took it to the phone level and we had really great conversations. And then we had a really great date. And then it came to going home. One thing leads to another and then, you know, you end up in the bedroom, right? Doing the deed. And it just like wasn't happening. I was like, this is like, this is fine. But like he wasn't, he was like putting it on me. Oh. Like not saying like I wasn't turning him on. He was just like, oh, yeah, it's all right. I got got golf early in the morning at 7am. Oh. And I was like, oh, so that, so we're not going to talk about the fact that you have a flaccid penis. He would have been embarrassed. He would have no, been totally, embarrassed. No, totally, but like maybe. I was like, oh, look, it's totally yeah. fine. Like we've had a few drinks. Like it's it's fine. But he just made it awkward because he didn't want to acknowledge it. And then I felt awkward and then I was like, oh. And then he just like stands up and puts his clothes back on and then I was like, I've got golf at 7 a.m. So I was like, oh, okay, so I'm going to leave then. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, I know. God. So then he's getting dressed and I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to fucking get dressed then and get myself off. Fucking oath. Yeah. Get the old vibe out, babe. Fuck me. Yeah. I'm like, sometimes it's too much of an effort. Like, are you joking me? Yeah. I actually didn't bring my vibrator with me on this trip, and that's the first time I've done that in years. What happened? What? Because I went, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go full manual mode. Like, I'm just going to go without because I haven't in a long time. Yeah. I've been really, like, enjoying exploring with my sex toys, but sometimes I can become too reliant on it mm. and, you know, I sometimes when I'm using a toy, I just get straight to it. Like I don't, I just want to have like five orgasms. <laughs> so in Bali, I'm like, you know what? Let's just take it down a notch, style and go manual. Well, that's the thing that I think with like masturbation that I've probably had difficulty with. Cause you know, when you're having sex, like there's obviously another person there. So, you know, you're turned on by that person, but there's, there's foreplay. Okay. There's the foreplay. There's the things you get yourself. <sighs> And I love foreplay. I mm. think that's sometimes better than sex, it. right? When it's just yourself, if I'm reading like a little bit of like a erotic novel or I don't know, mm. maybe sometimes I, mm. I need to watch porn or or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Maybe I should do something that's going to get myself a little bit excited instead of just feeling like, okay, I need like I'm feeling in the mood but I'm not there yet. Mm. I, I mean, I haven't watched porn in months. I actually stopped ages ago. Like, I, and I used to watch it all the time. But now I just feel like I can just close my eyes and get lost in this imagination or fantasy. See, that's good. That's what you want. I will admit, since being in Bali and going back manual, my orgasms aren't as intense as they are with my sex toys. Oh. Like, at all. It's like, that word that we used before, like anticlimactic. Like I got to the end and I was like, oh, I'm not like as like as I was with my sex toy. And I'm like, wait, is that an issue? Have I done something wrong here? No, I don't believe it. Yeah, see, I don't believe it. I'm still having an orgasm. Yeah. That definitely can happen, but I'm still climaxing. It's just not as intense. Like, it just wasn't as. And maybe that's because my arm gets sore and I've come, and like, maybe with the toy, you can still hold the pressure there. And it's like. It all comes down to pressure. And I think when you're like almost about to reach that moment where you're going to come, things do go fucking kind of like a bit. Limp, right? Or like you freeze yeah, up. Yeah, so like, the, last thing, the last thing that you, you're trying to do is hold the fucking pressure there. So it's like you're working you're working against yourself there. You're trying to keep the pressure, but then you're trying to enjoy the moment. So, and I don't know how it is for guys because they've got to hold on pretty tight to their cocks when they're masturbating. <sighs> yeah. You know what I mean? God, I don't know how. I've never really thought about it and I've always like kind of found it quite interesting. Well, it makes sense why they've actually... It's actually quite, I mean, it makes sense that they've got like a full, like strong yeah. arm, like a bigger bicep like a on their on their side that they're like, boom, boom, fucking boom, hell. Boom, boom. Yeah, it's fuck, It's actually a workout for It'd them. It'd actually be sore. Like I know, like, you know, and sometimes when you're doing a bit of foreplay and you've got to, you know, do it. Yeah. It's, a it's like actually tiring. Fucking workout. And also, can we have a moment for how tiring, although enjoyable, giving blowjobs is? I was literally just about to say giving a blowjob is less exhausting than a handjob. I think it's mentally exhausting because I, but I'm probably overthinking because I'm like, 
Probably. Is he enjoying it? Am I doing this thing enough? Am I doing this thing enough? Is it wet enough? Is it really? I don't think about any of that when I'm doing it. I'm having fun. This is dope. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just having a good time. I'm like, this is so much fun. I like, like, you can tell if they're feeling good. It's like reading the, you know, reading yeah. the reactions or the responses and the body and the everything. Like, you can tell. And if they're not really enjoying it, like, I've had experiences not a lot, but I've had a couple where they've just said, you know, maybe can you do this or can you also do this? Like, can you? But I rate that though. I like that that guys would say, can you do this? I want them to feel good. And they know what they like. Exactly. They know what feels good. And I would prefer to be told, babe, can you do this? Oh, that's hot. Like, I love it when you do this. Mm. Fucking oath. Mm. Like, Mm. as if I'd want to be doing something that, you know, isn't necessarily. I'm getting hot, babe. All this sex talk, (laughs) like, I'm. Honestly, I just... Is it because it's 30 degrees and monsoonal or are you getting horny? <laughs> Let's talk about it. It's hot and wet here, guys. It's hot and wet in Bali. It's literally pissing down and it's 30 degrees. Seriously, though, babe, you're on the trip of a lifetime. You're over there in Bali. There's got to be some hot guys. Oh, Bali's amazing. Come on, babe. Yeah, we were at this, like, day club beach club thing. It used to be called Omnia. For those who have come to Bali, You, it, it's literally just changed from Omnia to Surveyor. Oh. And it's like this hectic, like, Surveyor. Is there hot guys? That's what I want to know. I'm going to be honest. Like, I got there and, you know, I'm scoping it. Yeah. It's usually the first thing I do when, I, when I'm when i out. Yeah. I'm, like, scoping the room, seeing what potential's around, who am I going to lock eyes with. There was one guy that really stood out, okay? You could tell he was low-key, like, someone of Bali. Yeah. But he was Spanish, so, like, he didn't speak – he didn't really speak English. There was, like, this massive VIP party going on. Yeah, so get this. There was, like, these booth things that were, like, the size of a castle with curtains. Right? And you book them, and, like, 30 people could probably fit in them. They're about – they're pretty cheap because it's barley. It's, like, for that booth in Melbourne, it'd probably be worth about five, six grand with bottles. But here it was about, I think they said 15 to – 1500 to 2000 which is very cheap. That's cheap. If you're having 30 people in there, like, that's nothing. Insane. We had a booth at the front of, like, wherever the DJ was, and then um, I spotted all these people, and they all just looked like someone. Yeah, like, right? cool. They just all had this look and, like. And that vibe. Europeans, that- yeah, that that really just, I'm someone. Like, you know the Europeans love to give that vibe off. Yeah. Mm. And, like, the fashion was really kind of different. And, like, this Asian guy was in this full, like, khaki silk satin, like, suit thing. Love. And he was, like, bleached. Ble- yeah, he was a vibe. And then one of, like, the hosts who's running our Lux Week thing, she's like, oh, it's one of the girl whose birthday it is. She is a really famous OnlyFans, like, an Indonesian girl. Wow. Doing OnlyFans. That's really famous. Because in Bali, OnlyFans is illegal. In, in, in Indonesia, it's illegal. You go to jail. Oh, fuck. Well, then why is she do- Oh shit! Well, because she she moved, she moved out of here, oh. so she's come back because she's a like she's from she here, her, oh. and she's celebrating her birthday here. But she left the country. Isn't that crazy? I didn't know OnlyFans was illegal in some countries. Well, yeah, I mean it probably would be illegal in like you know Dubai and Abu Dhabi and all of those well, kind yeah, of places. And then the host was saying in Dubai it is as well. I had no idea, babe. We're lucky to live in Australia. I tell you that. So all these people, like all these hot people were cool fucking cats. And I just sat there and I'm like, I don't feel as cool as you, but I'm just going to like, you know, look over there and suss you out. Well, you looked hot in that in that bikini, in that um, like metallic the white. Oh, the, that yeah, was hot. I, I ended up changing actually from that into an like a white skirt and bikini top. Yeah. But, yeah, we ended up like going over to him, introducing myself and saying, hey, because I, like, locked eyes with him a few times. Like, you got to, like... Oh, you did? You went up to him. I love this. Yeah, babe. Yeah. 100%. Like, you lock eyes, you know, you do it again. Okay. He's acknowledged. Green light. Have a few more drinks. And then the booth people, like, coming out of the D floor. And then, yeah, I went up to him and said hi. And he didn't really speak English. So, it was a bit like, hello, where are you from? Like, it was a bit... I'm like, ah, oh, fuck this again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I'm from Melbourne, Australia, and he, he was a bit fucked up, I'm going to be honest. Like, he and all of his mates, like, everyone in that area had consumed a lot of everything. Like, oh. they were high. They were on, like, pills. They were on, dr- like, all the d- drugs. And in Bali, apparently, the drugs are really hectic here. Yeah, and also and very highly illegal. Very highly illegal. Dude, 
that is the like last thing you want to be caught fucking dabbling in yeah. in Bali. Like you, you I'm know. not ending up like, in some fucking Indonesian jail. I'll tell you that right now. And we drove past. We drove past the jail that um, Chappelle Corby. Chappelle Corby was in. Yeah, we drove past that prison yesterday after the day club on the way home. It's actually. I'd love to get Chappelle Corby on the podcast, but anyway, let's. <laughs> that would be dope. But the prison is literally the prison is literally just in the main town. Like it's literally just 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 like right there. Well, I'll tell you what. That's the last place you want to end up. So, no, and you don't oh get out. God, they don't no. let you out either. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get any clemency to come back to Australia in your nice Australian prison. No. So, no. just save your pills and and also, fuck that. Like, you, you don't know where they're cooked. Anyway, so tell us more. So, you went up and said hi. Said hi and he was like, it was hot and it's very hard to look hot in this kind of weather when you're out at a day club. Yeah. He was drenched. Yeah. He was like wet and because he was like so and lit. And he's, he's on the pills. Yeah, because he was so lit. I like when I hugged him hello, on the back of his shirt it was just drenched and I was like, Okay. Mm, yeah. You're not that hot right now. You were hot about three hours ago, like you were attractive three hours ago, but now the time has passed. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But really cool. Like he had cool fashion and like he had a lot of character in him and like I just could tell that he's really lived. Like I, he's been up to some mischief and I'm always drawn to men like that. So, yeah, ended up getting pretty lit, doing shots. I did about five tequila shots, babe. Fuck like, me, I, I love you. <laughs> I was like, okay, one shot down, let's get another. And, uh, yeah, did about five tequila shots, had a dirty martini. Mm. Bali, well done. You make a good martini. London did not, and I was and I had a martini at a very nice restaurant in London. But Bali, I'm impressed. Wow. I'm impressed, yeah. And then we had a shisha. Oh, shisha. Yeah, and then I was looking at the menu, all the girls were, like, out dancing, and I was like, oh, um, can I just get a shisha? <laughs> I, when Ella is lit, she's, like, the queen. I'm like – is she the best, honestly? And her and her martinis. I've started making martinis at home now, right? And I make well, a, I that. make a fucking great martini, babe. And extra dirty. I love it with the brine and mm. all, and three olives. Oh yeah, three olives. Yeah, and chucking eight olives. I'll just eat them all anyway. And tonight, when I go out, I'm with my parents, as we all know, mm. as you've all seen on my social media. <laughs> I'm with my parents, and I've never felt more single and more sexless in my life. But it's fine because tonight I'm going to have a martini and who knows who I'm going to meet at the bar. You know what? I'm going to have a martini tonight too. Raise your martinis. Raise your martini. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. And I'm with girls. So the girls that I'm saying with, they're in relationships. So, yeah, I feel pretty single and they're like really hot and really just. Mm-mm. They're really hot, you were saying. They're really. Delightful. They're also very young. They are young. I'm, I'm literally like the mum of the group. I feel like I'm the mum of the group, like, at this whole Lux week. It's hard. It is. It is hard. It's hard. And, like, you know, all the fans or, like, people that have booked, because I obviously promoted it and there is some fans who listen to the podcast as well and they've told Yay! me they love the podcast, which is so cool to hear. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. <laughs> They're a part of the Lux week group and everyone is pretty young. Like, I do feel like a bit of a mama, which is fine, but I just feel like I can't get, like, as lit as I would usually because I feel like I have to kind of look out for everyone in this weird way. Like it's just that sort of instinct kicks in when I'm in this environment. Yeah. And also you're in Bali too. You're in a foreign place that isn't necessarily known for, mm. you know, like that kind of scares me as well. I think if I was in Bali, like, you know, about getting your drink spiked and all this other shit. Yeah. Because apparently you've got to be careful with what kind of alcohol they use because sometimes they use homemade alcohol and it's like pure ethylene and or some fucking shit. Yeah. Like the second or third time I came to Bali, my best friend and I, Cardia, we went down the gay clubs. There's like a strip of gay clubs. Oh, God. And the gays here get fucked. And they, they get insane. Yeah, yeah. We love the gays, but, wow, they they can drink. Like, oh, I mean, They can party. That night I literally ended up dancing on the bar like I was on the bar. On the ledge where people buy their drinks. I was on Love that it. dancing with all the gays. And then when Cardio and I walked out of the club, we like blacked out. Like we didn't remember anything. And it was just alcohol that we'd been drinking. So like they Fuck. do have an alcohol here that's very strong. Yeah. And you gotta watch out for that too. Do you know what I mean? It's dangerous. It's, it is. And I mean, look, any anywhere, anything like that can happen, you know? Oh yeah, of course. Even in Australia, we we are so lucky here that you know, we have really strict laws around alcohol and all of this kind of stuff. But there are still some people who are shitty people who like to do shitty things. Happens in Melbourne all the time. If you go to like, you know, any big hospital on a weekend, how many girls are in there that have mm. had their drinks spiked or, oh. you know, 
things like that. And it is it is really scary, you know? It is scary. I feel like my dad always says that to me, like when I'm going out, he's like, watch your drinks. Watch, and I, it's something I don't yeah. think about as often now because I'm like, oh, I'm older. It's not going to happen to me. But then I'm thinking, Domenica, that is definitely something you need to worry about still because it is still such a huge thing that's happening, you know? hundred percent. I know. And I kind of forgot about it for a little while because I thought, oh, I'm old now. But really, no. I don't think that's ever stopped. It them. doesn't change. You know what I mean? I think if you're just a female or a male, like it doesn't really matter what what age you are for those people who do it. Like it's. Yeah. And like, yes, it does happen to men. Okay. But predominantly this kind of violence happens towards women. Okay. Because we mm. are the, mm. in quotation marks, weaker sex. I don't think we are. Mm. We are may- maybe physically. At times, but I think we're the way with the stronger sex in every other right. But it's something that happens more to women, and you know, yeah, I'm not trying to be gender biased here, but fuck, like it happens so much to mm. women, so much more violence towards women. Like, mate, it's it's just look. I remember doing self defense classes actually while I was in high school, and this is a good segue because we're talking about boxing, and that's what I did to self defense, and we saw some uh, bitches get hit. On the weekend, didn't we? Yeah, shit, guys. I don't know if everyone watched it, but if you didn't watch it or you don't know what we're talking about, there was obviously the celebrity boxing at Team Ellis in Melbourne. So it's like this boxing club. They've been around for ages. It's actually a friend of mine's ex-partner's company. They basically thought it would be a fun idea to get reality TV people in the ring, whether they know each other or they don't or they're from a different show or the same show. So anyway, this year we saw Jackson, (laughs) Jackson jump in the ring with Sam Carraro. And Sam is actually a good friend of mine. I've known him for, you know, about six years or so. Jackson obviously is from our season of Married at First Sight. That fight. And Jackson won. And Jackson won. Jackson, yeah, Jackson won. I mean, look, he he knocked, he got Sam pretty good. He knocked him out. You can always tell, like, Sam was looking very exhausted. Like, you can just tell when they're starting to really, like, get defeated. And in, like, the second round, you could see they were, like, yeah, you know, the exhaustion. But Jackson really, like, Jackson really kept himself up. Like, he was, like, oh, yeah. his posture was always so good. Yeah. And, like, he didn't look tired. Jackson is super fit. Like, Throughout the whole thing in maths, he was always at the gym. Always. Always at the gym. Like literally every time I walked out of my room, because they were next door, which I love that. Every time I walked out, he was either going to the gym, coming back. He's very fit. And good on him. He won a good fight. Like it was a good fight. It was a good bloody fight. Yeah. But then the main event was Brent versus Daniel. Mm. And... Unfortunately, Brent lost. Um, he did. Only by one point. Only by one point. And also, how the fuck does that work? I mean, I don't fucking know. It makes no sense to me by one point. I watched it with mum and dad, right, because we're in broom. I was a bit lit. Like, I'd had about three glasses of wine. I was, like, cheering on. Mum was, like, telling me to shut up. I'm like, mum, it's like, yeah, yeah. But dad was telling me that it's how many punches they get and that's how the points accumulate like how many punches they actually get so obviously Daniel landed more punches on Brent than Brent did vice versa but Brent was going for it like they both were though like it was see I didn't really I don't know for some reason I felt like Daniel wasn't really charging at Brent like Brent was going for him I think that was his his strategy though was to tire Brent out I, I genuinely like that's the way I saw it but it was a hectic night guys I don't know if you you've seen anything online or even if you do have, have followed it but we'll just give you a bit of a, a rundown of what happened that night so it was a huge event right it was fucking hectic mm. a lot of people from our season went Jack was there with Courtney his new girlfriend Kate was there with her twin sister Anthony was there with his girlfriend, whose name is Kate. And then there were some other people there as well. Who else was there, babe? Well, we all know Tamara, Olivia, Jess, Carolina, and then, like, obviously Brent's girlfriend and Al. And oh, Al was Cody there. Was oh, there. I forgot about Al and Cody. C- Cody was there. Ugh. And Matt. Oh, Matt was there. And, and Matt got kicked out. Just- I saw a video of Matt got kicked out for being too lit. Classic. Bro, Matt got kicked out for being too lit. And also I haven't said this on the podcast or even publicly, but when I was in Paris like six weeks ago, it was like maybe three o'clock in the afternoon or something. I don't know what the time difference was, but I just knew it was late in Australia. I get a phone call from Matt. Dude, he called me too. 
Okay, so he did it to both of us. He was clearly lit, yeah. like he was off his fucking face. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> he hello? He when I was in London. Oh, yeah, because you were in Paris when I was in London. Yeah, he called me as well. He called me as well. Look, <sighs> random. They brought a lot of drama to that fight. There was a lot of drama. I'm glad that we weren't there, if I'm being honest, like that we were away. The timing, I probably wouldn't have gone anyway. If I was home... I wouldn't have went. I'm telling no, you right I now. I just don't want to be around those people. I don't want to be a part of any of the drama. I don't want to have my face anywhere near the things that were said that night to other people. I just don't want anything to do with it. hundred percent. And also I don't want nothing. Like, look, I'm not really into combat sports. Look, each to their own. Like, it's a great form of sport. Like, I know my friend Isabella has done boxing, like, for fitness, but I don't know how I feel about people punching each other. That's just me. Like, it's just me. I look at that and I bruise. Like, I just, it, it yeah. scares me. So, I'm glad that we weren't there. Obviously, we sent our support to Brent. Like, he's our mate. We were, like, hyping him up. We watched it. We watched it we live. We watched it live, guys. Both, yeah. Yeah. We watched it live and we were, like, fully hyping him, like, before, after, during, like, the whole thing. But then knowing what happened not even in the fucking ring, but what happened in the seating was absolutely horrendous. And I wanted to touch on this because I'm still seeing this mean girl bitchy behaviour that is literally worse than high school people. And I just don't under-fucking-stand it. Under-fucking-stand it. <laughs> I, I, I really, yeah, I, I really know, don't. Wild. And it and it shits me to fucking tears that these people <laughs> keep saying that they got a bad edit and you didn't see the real side of them when they're literally behaving. Well, they're actually behaving worse now in the real world than they did on maths. So I don't really I like they can't don't be they can't be blaming it. an edit anymore because they just like bring they're showing the world. I mean, they're showing everyone, but yet like they're still trying to cover their own asses. Mm. Kate and her sister went to the fight and. Long story short, obviously Kate used to be really close with Carolina, but then Carolina pranked called Ella and Tamara prank called me one night when they went on a night out in Melbourne. So long story short, Kate's no longer in communication with with Carolina. She never really was close with Tamara and all the rest of the whatever. But Kate obviously is a grown adult and she wanted to go and say hi to the rest of the other people. Okay, which is fair enough. Anthony was there and his girlfriend. Jack was there. Obviously, Jack wasn't sitting at Tamara and that's table, but they were all kind of sitting in the same proximity. And there was a photo wall. And when you go to these things, the photographers will want you to go to the photo wall. So they're all going to be huddling together. It was all over social media that Tamara Mm. was screaming at Kate, telling her to fuck off. This is in a public place Mm. and you're being filmed. You're not being filmed by a camera crew that you know is there. This is even worse because you're being filmed by fucking someone that you don't even know is there filming you and you're being a horrible person. Mm. And poor Kate, man. I feel so sorry for her. And Olivia kept going on about how she doesn't like Kate because Kate kept complaining that she got a bad edit when Olivia got a bad edit. No, Olivia, just shut up. Seriously? You don't understand what happened to Kate because Kate didn't talk to you and Kate kept quiet. But we know what Kate went through when that show aired, okay? Matt got the hero edit. Matt got the edit that everyone loved him. He was so beautiful. He was trying to find the love of his life and Kate was so detached and didn't want anything to do with him. But I wonder why she didn't want anything to do with him, babe, because what was going on behind the scenes? And as we've said, we both think, and we've said it and we'll say it again, that Kate was the one that got the worst edit of the whole season. Yeah. And also I didn't realise that, um, I mean, I only just got confirmation before when I asked, that when I saw the video, I don't remember where it was, of like the fight, the ring girls doing like the walking around thing, I didn't even realise that the ring girl was Tamara. I had no, I didn't even like look at her. I was looking at the boys, at Brent and Daniel. And then I like looked for one second and I was like, that girl looks so much like Tamara. And then I paused it and I was like, wait, mm. what? I literally had no idea. I did not even like look. So the boys didn't know? No. Well, apparently both Brent and Daniel didn't know that Tamara and Carolina were going to be the ring girl. So holding up those signs, right? So they got their exes there doing that. Mm. I, wonder who, I wonder who organized that. I don't think Tamara realized that she was pretty much in a bikini and that was getting broadcast worldwide. Does she know that? Does she like that? Does she like the idea of selling herself? Because she had a lot of opinions about certain things to towards me. Her Instagram is just bikini photos. So Tamara, remember, at least I was getting paid for mine, babe. You're just putting it up on your <laughs> shitty Instagram. Yeah. 
I'll say it. Like I've, I literally, like I've actually had enough now. Like they are so thick. Like it doesn't. I'm crying. <laughs> I can't. I'm blushing, guys. I'm like, oh, fuck. Because it is literally the truth and it's fucking like give me the fucking receipts. I've given it to you. It's so funny that how this shit come back to bite these people in the ass constantly. Oh, fuck me. Ouch. I'm just tired of it, man. I'm just tired of it. Like I I just don't have these kind of people in my life. I know. and But it's so crazy that we're intrinsically linked with them now. And every time this story comes up, it's like, oh, well, we're a fucking, you know, oh, Ella and Domenica mm. weren't at the celebrity boxing match. I wonder why we weren't there. As if we would go. Because well, I'm in Bali, bitch, and you're away. Like, And we had this conversation to Brent when he, he like, he yeah. invited us. He's like, guys, I've got a table. And we're like, yeah. Brent, we're going to support you. We're going to back you 100%, but we aren't going to be there. And and that, and that I knew that from imagine the start. Imagine if we did go. Dude, imagine if we did go. No. Okay. Yeah, just no. You know what? No. It, it, it wouldn't have been a good environment to be in. It would just be so toxic. Toxic as. And I can't be around tomorrow when she drinks because she just becomes like even more toxic. Mm, like I think pretty I think alcohol is not a good thing for multiple of those people. And alcohol is not good for the dick either, as we touched on previously. It's definitely not good for the dick. But Brent lost, guys. Brent lost. But he remained so proud and so mature about the situation. Like what he said at the end, I was like, you know what? He always conducts himself so well. Exactly. No matter how, like, hard that situation is, even in Maths with Tamara, he always spoke with respect. Even if he wasn't happy deep down, he still carries himself and has dignity. And the one thing that I really respect about Brent, and I saw this a lot from the retreat, I think that's when the relationship kind of went downhill. Brent always did remove himself from situations when he felt like he couldn't control his anger. And I really respect that, you know, and that's something that I, you know, obviously have worked on and still need to work on always. Like you're always making yourself a better person. But that was one thing Mm. that I really respected about him. And he always remains to be. It is hard to explain, but. It's just he's he's holding his head high still. Exactly. No matter the the loss. Even though he technically lost, he you know, he still congratulated Daniel and Yeah. Like And he said that they had like a few words in the change room or whatever and like yeah. maybe they've like cleared the air and you know the dust has settled now and they can move on from all that shit. But I will be honest, when Daniel was announced that he won, I'm sorry, but I, I, I like I can't even get the words out. This is exactly what I was doing when I was watching it. I was like uh, when he goes, doubt me now. I know, doubt me now. Doubt me now. I was like, what? Uh, you're so weird. Uh, it was just so fucking weird. I was like, dude, these guys are weird. The reason I don't like Daniel and the reason that he constantly, like I will never like him and I th- don't think he's a very nice person is because, mm. mate, you can have confidence, but there's a way that you can mm. have confidence and not be a complete Fuck wit. And he's he's on fuck wit level. There's confident and then there's fuck yeah. wit. And he's crossed that line many, many moons ago. And it's like, mate, you've won the fight now. Just be respectful. Like Brent's been respectful to you and he's, you know, mm. he he lost gracefully. You know what I mean? Like, But you know what I was thinking like after the fight, like I was putting myself as I always do in their shoes. <laughs> and I was imagining being, <laughs> I was imagining being Daniel Wright walking out there by himself with no support, people booing him, and then winning and people still booing him. I could not do that. Do you know what I mean? Like I was imagining how strong and in the game he had to be to get there by himself. He put on a really strong front. I'll tell you that. He really, like even just getting in the ring full stop, but like doing that all on your own. Behind closed doors, I think he would have definitely felt it because, like, I know, like, he's talked about that he has, mm. like, you know, mental health struggles. But I also think that booing at a sports match is the lowest of the low. Like, I don't believe in ever yeah. booing. The only person I would boo is probably Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin. They're the only people that I would actually yeah. boo. Oh, and Scott Morrison, if we're talking politics. But when it comes to sport, I just think these people are putting in, like, this energy and effort 
And like, yeah, you don't like them. You don't, it's not your team. It's not your person. But I just think booing is like the lowest of the low. And I think it reflects on the person booing, to be honest with you. And look, if I was there, I wouldn't boo. I'm telling you that right now. No. Like there is no. way better ways to use your voice. Yeah, 100%. Booing is childish. I think it's childish. It is. It's like a bit fucking... I don't know. I just think more. Oh, yeah. Anyway, look, I think booing is. Well, I'm glad. But you know what? I'm glad the fight's done now and we can move on from it because that whole lead up, like we were both so nervous about it. So I'm just glad it's over. That day I was so nervous. Like I'm telling you, like I had to drink three yeah. glasses of wine, babe. I was nervous and I wasn't even in the bloody fight. I know. I was nervous as well. It's just like they weren't wearing any headgear. Like they weren't wearing headgear. Like Brent's face got like pretty beaten up. I saw in his story I know. this morning. He's like got two black eyes and shit. I'm like, fuck that. And his nose is very swollen. In, like, jeez, he landed. He landed some punches in his face, which is crazy. Wow! But thank God that's over. Yeah, we can move on now, guys. No more fighting and just like hugs. Just hugs. <laughs> we can all eat cakes and rainbows and shit rainbows and love. <laughs> yeah, let's just do that. Rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and flowers, which we all love. As you guys know, I'm now in Perth, but I was just in Broome. Broome is incredible. Anyone listening from Broome, you live in the most magical place. I mean, mean, Australia is so amazing. It just constantly, I constantly get like my socks off. Is that blowing my Mm. socks off? If it blows my socks off? Yeah, blowing your socks yeah, I think that's the same. Blow your socks. Off. It blows me caps off. Blue, <laughs> blue, blue, blue your cap off. It's constantly amazing me is what I'm trying to say. You know, obviously mm. I've been to Uluru recently and now being in Broome, exploring the west coast of Australia, amazing. Mm. But the other night we were in Broome and we visited the Rowie, which is the Roebuck Bay Hotel. And a lot of people on my Instagram were like, yeah, go to the Rowie, go to the Rowie. And I think it was in a like a tongue-in-cheek way because I got to the Rowie oh. and it was Rowie. <laughs> it was rowdy and Rowie. Yeah, it was really honestly like, wow, what what an experience to go there though. They had strippers like serving drinks in, in lingerie. Amazing. Love that. Wait, is it a pub? It's a pub. Okay. Yeah, it's a pub, like a, a tab, you know, all that kind of shit. Like yeah, you can bet yeah. there and all that. Anyway, so – we get there and I think what night it was, it was the meat raffle night. Anyway, so, of course, we bought some tickets. The manager comes up to me and introduces himself and he goes, oh, yeah, the locals are really excited to have someone from Mafsy. And I'm like, oh, fuck, <laughs> can't escape it. <laughs> anyway, then he got me to come up and draw the raffle. For the meat raffle. Oh, yeah. Actually, I did see this, Which yeah. was so funny. Like, my mum filmed it. Like, it was really funny. And people were getting really excited, which was nice. Like, I kind of think it made people happy in a weird way. Like, yeah. It would have. It was really cute. The manager said this funny line to me, and it's going to segue perfectly into our topic that we want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, look, I don't get married at first sight, but I fuck on the first date. <laughs> He said that. He said that to me. Is he implying that he wants to fuck you and take you out on one day? Well, he's definitely way out of my age and he was not on my level at all. So I was just like, ha, 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 this is funny, but it's slightly inappropriate. Kind of creepy. But it segues right into our topic of sex on the first date, fucking on the first date. Mm. Do you fuck on the first date, babe? Yes. Straight up. And I have. Every time. Oh, not every time. No, not every time, but, like, I have, and I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, I definitely have. I used to fuck on the first date all the time, but, yeah, now, now I like to – I think it's just because for ages I was, like, single for so – obviously so long, and I was always going on dates and I was always going home with them. Yeah. And I was still staying single and nothing was ever happening. So I, like, was reading on my books and, you know, there there are so many different – dating coaches or whatever relationship yeah. coaches and they all say really different things. So I was reading books where people would say, you know, wait. And then I was reading books where people would say, it doesn't matter. And so I was always a bit like, well, I don't really know. Maybe I'll just go with how I feel. I was always feeling pretty good because when I was going on dates, I was having drinks, you know, there was always sexual chemistry because when I've had a drink or two, I'm like, my sex eyes are on. So <laughs> it wasn't really working out for me. And that's when I decided to stop drinking on dates and, you know, it's been a journey. And then I was like, you know what? I'm still single. Maybe it has something to do with having sex on these first dates that I'm going on. So I stopped. I did stop. And that's when my longest situationships 
stayed. Like the first guy, that was three months. The second guy, also mm. a few months. And then the last guy, the older guy, we didn't have sex for six weeks because I just had an operation. Yeah. And he was like, I was falling madly in love with him. So obviously it is different for everyone. And, you know, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, I'm all for it. But for me personally- it's so hard to know because it's like, okay, if I fuck you on the first date, are you just going to categorize me as a fuck girl and not mm. take me seriously? And that's what I was getting from the guys. See, for me, right, sex can go the t- one of two ways. It can be like, yeah, you go on a date and you kind of really know it's not going anywhere, but you know what? Fuck it. I like sex. But then feelings can grow after the sex. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then it can go opposite. So for me, it's like, I don't know, but then I will say that if I really like a guy, I won't sleep with him on the first date. Yeah. If I really like him, you know, but it's a different kind of like. Yeah, because I think as well, like, if you really like them, you've been chatting for, I don't know, a couple of weeks and you've gone on this date and you're hitting it off, it also just leaves more excitement for the next date. You can build the anticipation. You can get really flirty and you can make out if you're on a date. And yes, kissing. Me, yeah, like you can You can just build it up. You know, you don't have to just throw everything exactly. in. Exactly, and that doesn't mean you can't like, you know, watch a movie on the couch and can't be kissing and, no, you know. yeah, like, That's sure. not, I'm talking dick in vagina, you know. Like yeah, this like is full this penetration. is what I'm talking about. And, I mean, maybe we can even talk, think about like maybe some fingers, maybe a blowjob, or do you consider that a sex? No, but I wouldn't be able to just do that. I would be going all the, like, what's the, no. As the words came out of my mouth, I go, Dominica, shut the fuck up. Dude, once I'm in that zone, no. Once you're in that zone, it's, uh, we're going all the way, hun. Actually, do you know what? Seriously, hey, like, when I was younger, I could stop. I feel like maybe when I was less experienced, but now I'm so confident. It comes with confidence. I wasn't as confident Mm. sexually when I was like really young, at the start of my sexual career, <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> my sexual career, I've uh, won about five Academy Awards. Nah, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it just comes with the confidence now, you know, like, yeah, now I wouldn't be able to. Now I'd be like, well, we're having too much of a good time. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I really do stick to my guns too now. Like, I never used to be that way. My like, God, no. Like, pfft. I used to say to like my friends before the day, I'm not going home with him. And then the next <laughs> side, send them a photo of me in the bed. And I'd be like, I went home with him. <laughs> I love it. Like, I just used to be wildcat. But now I'm just like, yes, I haven't had sex for a really long time. Yes, it's becoming really inconsistent. But I'm just like, you know what? I would rather just wait until. I do really like someone again because mm. I've had that much casual sex. For me, I just can't enjoy it anymore if no. I don't really like you. Totally, man. And it's just I don't want to give you like my punani, like just for one night. My punani is so precious. Sometimes you might be in the mood where it's like I just need a root, right? And I know that sounds really brash, but then it, the sex isn't the same as when you really are into someone mm. and it just makes it so much better. That passion, that like tension. I don't even get that anymore. I don't even get that anymore. I just want to root. Like, yeah, I want to have sex. Of course I do. I love sex. Like I'm an Aries. Like we fuck all the time. But <laughs> I <laughs> but I'm like, I just don't want to do it anymore with a random or what a person I just met. Like I feel like I've evolved. I'm, I'm an evolved Ella. Would you try that again though? Would you just go, would you be like, you know what? I'm just gonna go home with someone tonight. I'm gonna go on a date. And if I'm feeling we're going to fuck. Would you do it again? Well, I did that this year, but, like, I knew the guy. Yeah, and we know how that ended. Yeah, so. That was just a bad experience. But, like, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things. I don't know. I kind of, like, feel powerful. I feel powerful if I go on a date and I can just be like, I had such a good time tonight. If you want to see me again, like, Love you know, it. it's up to you. Yeah, like, I feel like it's a bit of a power thing for me now that is. I can actually do that because I never used to have that control over myself. Like (laughs) I never used to have that control. I really do quite like it. And I think if he wants to see me again and I don't know, like do you think that a guy respects you more if you don't fuck them on the first date? Look, I just think putting it down to respecting you more or less just because of sex, I just don't think he's good enough. Like I don't think he should respect you more or less purely Mm. because of a decision that you want to make on that night about sexual intercourse. 
I think he should respect you more or less about how you are to the waiter or if you, you know, like how you talk to your mum on the phone, like th- those kind of things. For me, when it comes to sex, it's like it's it's an individual choice. You know what I mean? I agree with you. I do agree with you. But I genuinely think that a guy does respect a woman who doesn't go home with them on the first date. Of course, that shouldn't be the case. Like, if you want to fuck, go ahead. But I actually genuinely think just from experience and the guys that I have dated, they have shown more interest. They have been more curious. They have wanted to know more about me and and spend more time with me if I haven't just had sex with them on the first date. And they look at you in this way of, okay, I have to work a little bit harder for it. I'm not just going to get it. Easy. But are they just going to work at it just to get it and then, uh Well, look, and that has happened, you know, like, that. yeah. It's it's like it all happened, like it literally to me it's all happened the same amount of times. So I feel so conflicted in what mm. is right and what, or what works and what doesn't because really it is so like 50-50 in my experience about mm. the guys that will work for it, get it, and then it's like, oh, okay. Because I have a theory that. You make them work for it. It's getting into, oh, we're seeing each other now. We're not, we're like, we're exclusive now. Then they start freaking out, or the woman, or I start freaking out that this is too serious. So it's either you get the deed over and done with and you see if you really have this connection. Cause if the sex is really good, mm. I feel like, you know, it can only help a bond, mm. oh, I yeah. believe. Yeah, definitely. You know, or it can do the opposite. So I just, Mm. Like it's a really like you like you said it's a very conflicting and conversation as well because it's so torn. We can't sit here and say to you guys do this yeah. and it will work and it'll be fine and this will be you know this is the way that you're going to hook line and sinker this dude and whatever. Like it's it's never going to be like that. We can only give you advice from our experience and you know through mm. life experience through books that we've read. I actually just read this amazing book while I was in Broome, Tinder Translator, An A to Z of Modern Misogyny, okay, right. by Eileen Barrett. And so she's got every chapter is a is a letter of the alphabet. So, mm-hmm. you know, A, for instance, is in their bio, just ask, just ask. Like they can't even be bothered to fucking say what something interesting about them in their bio, which tells me um. that they're not a very interesting person and see ya. Okay, remember that, guys? See ya. Remember that? H for height, 6'2", because apparently that matters. Like, oh, my God. And uh, seriously, that is like on dating apps. You get all of this looking for some fun. When you see that in a a dating bio, uh, you know. Not for me, hon. Yeah. Not for me. Oh, what about when someone calls themselves an entrepreneur? Is that like their job description in in the dating app? And then she's translated it as I might run my own successful business, but it's more likely that I just talk a lot about the hustle and have an overinflated sense of my own importance. Oh, she's quite. There's definitely truth to that. She's quite a feminist. This this author, so I will say that there is a little bit of that, like underlying. Yeah, so you've got to right. take it with a grain of salt. Mm. But I really do think that what she's saying in this book is really interesting. But one thing that you know, I think everyone's had said to them at one point is chill out, it's just a joke. I've had that a lot. You know, when someone like offends you or does something that necessarily you don't like. Yep, yep, I know. I've had that too. Chill out, it's just a joke. Chill out. Well, you shouldn't have fucking said it. She's translated it as I've tried to push your boundaries and or generally being gross, but now you're calling me out on it, so I'll pretend I was never serious in the first place. Yep, that's that's true. 100%. Like literally, and how many times that's happened, eh? Like that they'll say something and then it's just like puts it back on you like while I was joking and you've got no sense of humour. So, Well, is that also like a – is that like gaslighting too? 100%. It's like literally another form of gaslighting, which is so gross. Wow. And, you know, women can gaslight each other as well and it's it's not – it's got nothing to do with – Men, you know, gaslighting, we do it to each other. Men do it to other men. Yeah. But, yeah, so that is an incredible book. I highly recommend it. It's, like, super fun, easy to read, but it's really thought-provoking, which I loved because it made me think, oh, my God, like, how many times has this happened to me? And then I I was like, fuck, I'm going to go on Raya and see if there's any of these bios. Babe, I still haven't been accepted onto Raya. How? Dude, I've got, I've literally got, like, nine referrals and they've all done it. 
So I don't understand. Maybe I'm not cool enough for Raya. That's the only dating app I think I would do. There's this hot guy that's coming up on mine that says he's in Bali, Indonesia. Oh, he's not my type. He's not? He's like a bit nice. No. Spanish, Mexican. Maybe he was there yesterday. <laughs> also, guys, oh, WTF. Like WTF. When this episode goes live, Made in Chelsea would have gone <gasps> live. Oh, my God. Do you think that you're going to be in like any of the promos and shit? I don't know. They've, they've already been releasing promos and I'm not in any. And I saw on one of the promos something that I didn't know. Oh, bro. Yeah, I saw something and was like, oh, my God, what? That's going to be the same series as me? <sighs> no comment until it is. And then we're going to have all the fucking comments in the world. I'm nervous. I'm actually really nervous. Yeah, but you know what also? You fucking, like, babe, you've got this shit down pat. Like, if anything, there are certain people that are going to look like absolute dead shits and it's not you. So I can't wait because I can't wait to then have my fucking say of what I've wanted to say for a really long time because I think I just there's, wow. there's some people in Paris that are probably still traumatised by the phone call that I got and uh, the reaction. And we'll talk all about that when we can. Yeah, we'll talk all about uh, it. We, yeah, when we can. Guys. But I'm not actually on it for a while. Like, it's it airs, I think, tomorrow. Wow. Which would be maybe it airs on Wednesday. Crazy. Or tomorrow, I don't know. But I'm, I'm not actually in it for a while because they only do one episode a week. Oh, really? So, it goes for, like, ten episodes. Yeah. So, it's only one episode a week. So, I don't think I'm actually on it for ages. But they'll be, like, somehow – talking about me at some stage, like when it's time to seep me in. Mm, you've been talking to. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I've never watched it, but God, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to be hanging off every minute of this show. Yeah, I am nervous. Because I need to know, like I'm going to watch it this season from the start because I just need to get to know the characters and yeah. the vibe. Oh, and you know what? I reckon what's going to be so weird is when I'm watching this, like I already just saw in an ad, I'm going to be hearing and saying things that I had no idea about mm. that, like, I was a bit like, mm, okay, okay, mate, I see what's well, happening. And, I mean, that also happened on maths as well. I think it's just I know. when you're in the moment and especially when it comes to those hectic scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit. You, yeah. But it'll be, babe, you've got fucking nothing to worry about. Don't worry. You've got a whole, like, team the whole sit with us team are sitting behind you and we're ready. Sit with us crew. Yeah. I need you guys because I'm scared shitless. Oh, babe, you got nothing to worry about, don't worry. They've got me to fucking get through first. I think <laughs> I think what I'm most nervous about, though, is because I feel like on maths, obviously, they didn't show, like, a lot of my personality. Like, they didn't air any of the times where I spoke up to certain people. Like, they didn't show any of that. And in Mating Chelsea, I I did that and I feel like they're going to show that mm. side of me that people haven't necessarily seen. I just think it makes you more yeah. real, babe, and it shows your vulnerability. And I think we did get a taste of that on maths, but, you know, yeah. obviously they had a storyline that they needed to to fulfil because, you know, you guys did end up together. So I, I guess they couldn't show too much yeah. of that emotional side. Also, at, the, at that final dinner party, you were pretty emotional and you, they showed that. Oh, my God, I was so emotional. That was hectic. Yeah, Jesus I will never Christ. forget that. That was fucked. My God. That was like the worst night so ever of my fucked. life. Like that was one of the fucking shittest nights ever. That was so shit. I spent that night on my own uh, on the last I night in the you, experiment. You came back. To, it was Brent and you and me and Jack in our room and we are all in there. Yeah. And we, oh. we were – we fuck – I remember we just sat there for like 10 minutes and didn't speak. <laughs> I swear to God, guys, we literally sat there and I was like – I like I literally just stripped out of my dress, put my robe on and just sat there and was just like a shell of a fucking human – yeah, we were we were so defeated and empty and just like <sighs> empty and like so we we filmed that final dinner party and then we literally had to move out like the next day after that the next day so there was shit everywhere in our apartment we were like freaking out it was the last day Ella's been fucking freaking left out. for the night because <laughs> old mate just <laughs> couldn't control his emotions couldn't understand what he's feeling. <laughs> And I mean, Brent's just thrown his ring. Jack and I. Oh God! Jack, Jack's just been told by some fuckwit across the table that he's can't fuck me right. 
which I'll never get over that bitch. I fucking oh hate her for God. that. I didn't give a fuck that, you know, she, oh, yeah, she leaked my OnlyFans. But when she did that, that's when you cross a line. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was bad. I was just like, why are you bringing it up now? Exactly. And also. I think I said that. I was like, what is going on? And also that wasn't a conversation that we had in front of the camera. Like people trying to make out like, oh, you're horrible. No, 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 mate. That was a fucking conversation that we had in privacy. It wasn't on camera. If I'd said anything that was in camera, please bring it up. But it, it yeah. didn't. And you know what really shits me, babe? And I'm like, I love Jack. I fucking love him. But still to this day, he's like, he hasn't been like publicly outraged by that. I just feel like, Jack, I just want you to be fucking angry and show your emotion to show that that pisses you off. Yeah, but I think Jack's just like, eh, it's, it's, it's bad energy. Oh. Jack, he's just not into it. You know, it stresses him out. Oh, I know. But like, if that was me, I would have fucking come for her. Well, yeah, like if that was me, like I wouldn't have been very stoked about that. When I watched that episode and and I've since watched it again because I've watched the season twice back, of course, Mm. but that episode, that's the one I get the most angry at. I felt like I was so defeated that night that I didn't stand up for Jack as much as I wish I I wanted to. And I remember because this conversation happened before the boxes came out because it was a really long night. After Olivia said that to Jack... I fucking went down to the other end of the table and I sat in front of Jackson. And I go, Jackson, you think that's all right for your so-called wife to sit here and talk shit about your so-called mate who you reckon you're mates with? And he's like, oh, 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 oh. I go, well, yeah. Is that the kind of person that you you love or you like that you want to be with? Mm. And then I got cut off because the fucking boxes came in. I'm still pissed off about that to this day. Like the question boxes? yes. Gosh, mm. those questions, man. So they tipped me over the edge. They tipped us all, babe. But they I just remember the look on my face when I and I, I remember oh, fuck, I remember it clear as day when Mitchell was like, oh. Do you think that I'll I'll ever like love you or like you to the what you want? And I just remember looking around and Jackson was like, Now's the time to be honest. And I was like, you know what? It's like thanks, Jackson. Number one, fucking yeah, it's now's the time to be honest. But yeah, but I was let's like talk about it. You know fuck. what? Fuck. I was like, no. And I just, I knew, the reason why I was crying because I knew everything I said, it meant it was going to be over. And I was being honest. And I just knew being honest with Mitchell was not what he wanted on TV. But you know what? I think he just lost it because it was the truth and he couldn't handle the truth. It's that iconic line. He couldn't fucking handle the truth. He knew deep down he couldn't be the man that he needed to be for. And I think he was disappointed in himself, but it, it reflected in an anger way, mm. you know? And, like, now, like, it's been a while and it's been six months now, babe, so now we can reflect on it and we can see it for something different than it mm. was. But at the time, you were fucking so upset. Like, it was it was a horrendous night, guys. It really was. Like, that was. Yeah. It wasn't a fun night. It, we left there no, and we were so just. Exa- I remember you still messaging me at, like, 2 a.m. and we were at Sky Suites waiting for you to come back. And then you came back mm. and you're like, we're spending the night apart. Yeah, I had to wait for um, Laura, the house AP, to get my things and I was in like the spare bedroom just by myself. I never forget she brought in your oil cleanser. I, isn't this crazy how yeah. I remember these memories? <laughs> I need my oil cleanser. You're like, babe, I it's need the oil cleanser. <laughs> Seriously, I can't. It's crazy that like I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. It's so wild how a crazy experience like that has like imprinted itself in our minds and in our in our psyches that we just like yeah and it's so crazy and you know like i know we don't often talk about maths but sometimes it comes up on the podcast and we know obviously a lot of you guys did watch us on maths and hopefully we've got some new people listening that have found yeah. us and we know we do but yeah like it, it, Sometimes it's, it comes. It's reminiscent when we talk about maths and it's kind of nice. It is. In a weird it way. It is nice. I mean, whenever we do talk about maths, we're always just like, wow, what the fuck did we do? It really is like, like that. Yeah. Wow. It's like, man, yeah. we have so many memories in there and it was crazy and it was all of the things, but we just love it so much. Oh. And we love looking back. We loved our experience so much. Yeah. Like there was shit that went down, but honestly- I wouldn't change it for the world. Truly, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't. Neither would I. The sadness. No, I just wouldn't either. I just think 
it's part of who I am now and it is, it's so beautiful. And we beautiful. grew so much. Oh. We grew so much, like individually, together, from the experience, from our partners, from everything, from the personalities. Like, Oh, like I learned so much not only about myself, I learned so much about relationships, I learned so much about different personalities. Like yeah. it was a learning experience more than anything and it wasn't it, really it was, was an experience and it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to yeah. be able to be part of that. Oh, God, it's been actually well, been a long one, babes. We've covered so much ground. It's It's been a great episode, but also we got totally off topic. We, we, we didn't wrap up about fucking on the first date, babe. Look, moral of the story is, yes, I fuck on first dates and I also marry at first sight. <laughs> yeah, moral of my story is I marry at first sight, but I don't fuck on first dates. How does that work? Actually, well, yeah, Mitch and I didn't fuck either. No, on the you first didn't. Night. I did. So there you go. That's fucking the end of the story, there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they both failed. Exactly. So, you know, back to our point. Back to our fucking point. They both failed. So you know, if you want to fuck on the first date, go big or go home. And if you don't want to fuck on the first date, then go home and get yourself off, Dal. Exactly. <laughs> And have a martini afterwards because I tell you what, there's nothing better than an orgasm and then that, like, slightly oh. tipsy. Mm. Oh, it's uh, one is simmer. Delightful. Delightful. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode. We hope that you loved it, liked it, frothed it. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. Make sure you subscribe, like us on all our platforms, on Instagram, and also join us on our Facebook group because that is where the real tea goes down and we just have the greatest chats in there, guys. It's the place to be, honestly. It is. It's so nice. And, yeah, you know, shout out to our Facebook people because we actually have, like, really meaningful conversations and, like, deep shit goes on in I there. I love the Facebook group. I honestly have the so best time in there. It's oh. Yeah, it's so nice. And it's it's just become a really good space now. We had a bit of a crazy moment. Yeah. Some crazy stuff, but now it's a little bit more We had a crazy, crazy moment. <laughs> we had a bit of a fucking crazy time with that. But now, you know, it's all just conversational and it's good and it's balanced and we love it and that's what we love exactly yeah thanks for listening guys bye